I saw an interview of you, I think it was last year or the year before that with all the doctors and you were talking mm-hmm. about uh, cancer. You were talking about uh, some other things. What is I that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. With the cult. Yes, exactly. And I remember uh, seeing that interview and I said to myself, who is this beautiful woman? I've got to get in contact with this beautiful lady. She's uh, speaking out against these injustices, against this this uh, big pharmaceutical industry, and she's mm-hmm. speaking the truth, right? There are alternatives to cancer. There are alternatives to this COVID nineteen, and we our people need to be made aware of these alternatives, right? Because yes. we know that everything has been man made. Uh, the COVID nineteen, this pandemic that we're in now, cancer, you know that that pandemic. It's all man-made. And so yeah. we have the cures. We have we have the stuff. We, we spoke about it. You spoke about it in the interview. And then when you begin speaking about this type of stuff, they want to censor you. They want to censor us about just for speaking the truth. Right. And so so God told us that that our body is a healing mechanism. If we take mm-hmm. care of our bodies, our bodies will take care of us. And mm-hmm. so when we speak this truth, when you speak the truth, then they want to attack us from every angle. But of course. I, I just wanted to, uh, again, just reiterate to you that this is uh, a moment in history for us, for me, for my family, as the anniversary of my sister is approaching soon, April the 19th. Um, um, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. We are planning something really big in her honor, in her memorial. But today, I know that you wanted to speak about the COVID-19, and you also wanted to speak about the spiritual aspects of of that as well. So I'd like mm-hmm. us to speak a little bit about that um, for our viewers and listeners that may not know who you are, the great work that you are doing. Uh, the words that I say won't be enough. So mm-hmm. I'm humble, I'm honored, and I appreciate you and your assistant for allowing us to have this opportunity to speak. So thank both of yeah, you. Yeah, the honor is all mine. Um, being able to get the truth out to people is, is a great... Um, honor the Lord has given me and given me a platform where I can help you. Anyway, of course, I'm Dr. Stella Emanuel. I'm a general practice doctor here in Texas, Houston. I studied in Africa, went to medical school in Nigeria. I'm from Cameroon originally. I did general medicine in Nigeria, came over here, did pediatrics, started working in pediatrics and also working in the emergency room to keep my general practice skills. And then I, I was in Louisiana for years. I just I moved to Texas about five years ago. Acquired a practice like September of 2019. And um, it was that next year, uh, 2020. That's where we were when COVID hit in February of 2020. Why I say February is that we were, we were, we were conscious of it in February because a good bit of our patients came from China, Japan, and stuff like that. So we became more conscious of it earlier than more, more, pe- more people, most of the other doctors in the country. And uh, we got our PPE and everything ready. Okay. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for coming back. Can, I you, see, can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you and I see you. Yeah, I don't know what, 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 what So you were talking yeah, about... All of a sudden it went into cut. I know. I don't yeah. know what happened. But anyway. go ahead. You, you were telling us where you were from. Um, yeah. Cameroon. So, yeah. So wait, this is where we were when... The, COVID-19 hit, uh, where we're dealing with this um, this pandemic. And um, so we got ready and um, somebody came and told me that, uh, a pharmacy friend told me that abroad they are using hydroxychloroquine and stuff like that. Being that I, I train in West Africa, where we have uh, 
we use all these medications for malaria. It was pretty easy for me to start using it to treat patients, you know, and um, uh, we were using it. We did some digging around, found out that Anthony Fauci actually had, uh, had this thing had been studied that uh, hydroxychloroquine was a, uh, a potent inhibitor of SARS-CoV-1 in 2005 under Anthony Fauci. So I was quite shocked when he was saying it doesn't work. And so when we we're trying to tell people that this works, this works, everybody was just arguing, oh, no, it doesn't work. We need a double-blinded control study. This is not working. So we're like, no, we're taking care of patients. If we treat them early with hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and vitamin C, D, and um, in, in that early time, we're just using hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and Zitromax. That it was working. People were getting better, especially if they came in early. They got better really early. So we started getting attacked. We started getting um, people just, you know, doctors and everything just truly just, you know, attacking us online. So as we took it and we're telling these people on Facebook in our doctor groups that it's working, found out that the response was crazy. People were attacking us. People were just, you know. So we started talking and taking the fight online with other doctors. And that's how we started meeting up with all the other doctors that made the frontline doctor team. The frontline doctors started start, uh, uh created by Simone Gold, you know, so during that time, that's how we all met up online from just arguing and fighting, you know, so um, they had a conference in Washington, D.C. I was not part of the original conference. The second time that they went for the conference, um, um, I was invited for it. So when we got it that day, and we had spent so much time telling people the medication work and just see other doctors argue and fight over it, and it did not make sense to me. And I was like, if I tell you that I'm using medicine and it's working, why would you instead argue and fight about it if you want to use it? We had uh, other physicians like um, Dr. Armstrong in Big City that saw patients in the nursing home, 50-something patients, and only one died. And when he brought it out, oh, my God, they attacked him, they vilified him. So I was like, I was totally perplexed about the way people were going about it. And then when the president said it all hell broke loose, you know, so... So people started thinking it was about the election. So I don't know. Right now, as we see, it has nothing to do with the election because this craziness is happening in every country. It's it's a worldwide phenomenon. I can, I, can I hear? No, I don't think we can hear. Hello? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, it's a worldwide phenomenon. So we don't, this is not something that is restricted to one country or another. Anyway, so after, so with all this going on, we we... They put together this meeting in D.C. in July. So I was there. By then, I had gotten to a stage where I said, you know, this is not science. This is not, um, this is just propaganda. Something evil and sinister is going on. And especially in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, I, I went prayer. I'm also a, a minister of the gospel. Like I tell people, I'm a woman of science and woman of the spirit. Uh, to me, there's no separation of God and state. You know, so anybody that wants to separate it, that's it's up to them. But, you know, there's no separation of God and state. So that's just who I am. So, of course, I went to the Lord in prayer. I'm a prayer warrior to find out what was going on spiritually. And the Lord gave me this really weird trip in, in March. So I knew that there was something sinister going on. I knew there was something evil going on. In fact, when I saw it at that time, it wasn't even a virus. It was an invasion from the heavens. I did a message on it. I, I put a prayer on it and call people to pray. This was way in March. And I kept hearing it was going to get worse. It was going to get worse. This was in March before any people started dying. But it was going to get worse. And people were just dying everywhere. And there were these rays that were being sprayed from the heavens and people were just dying. So 
I knew that something sinister was going on. So I, I was telling people, I said, this is sinister. They are trying to do something there. This is, has nothing to do with even the president or the election, but people were not listening to me. So um, by then, by July, I was done playing this nice guy. And I told people, I said, no, we, you can't keep coming into a street fight with a suit. You got to take off your suit and fight this fight like a street fight. So by the time I got to DC, I was like up to here in it. And I, when I left for DC, I told my family here, I said, well, I'm going to DC. I don't know what's going to happen if I don't come back. If I die, so if I perish, I perish. Because I knew that I was going to get there and I was going to lay it all out. And they didn't know what they were going to do to me. So, but thank God for God's grace and mercy and his protection. So when I got to DC, I was ready. So when I picked up my microphone that day and said, Anthony Fauci, bring us peace sample and hydrogen works. Why do you want to kill people? And, you know, Sanjo Gupta, have you ever seen a COVID patient? You're a neurosurgeon. What's, I mean, I just went off all these fake studies with Big Pharma. I just, they said, Big Pharma. I, I just like totally went off on all of them. But one thing that happened that day is, I think God really just had a hand on it because the whole world was caged in fear at that time. The whole world was caged in fear, the whole world. There were people hiding in their houses that had not come out of their homes since March. There are people that were just terrified. So when we stood up that day and God used my voice to, to like just break something in the atmosphere. It was a watershed moment when it's like, poof, something happened in the atmosphere. All of a sudden, people had hope. All of a sudden, people were like, well, we're not all going to die. Because at that time, the media was pushing it. They were pushing this night. I mean, they made it sound as if we were just all going to die. I mean, remember in March when they said just two weeks to, to slow down this fear, this spread so that they, can, they don't overwhelm hospitals. It became two weeks. To today, we are still on lockdown in many places. It's you know, it just weird. And there was a document that was sent out. Uh, we saw this doc I saw this document in April that... Uh, it was, there are many, the document has been circulating around something about Rockefeller Foundation and the globalists and the plan for the pandemic and the way they were going to do it, that's serially. And at that time, they had just declared a two-week lockdown. So we're saying this is their plan and nobody looked at it. But the plan went exactly the way they were doing it. And their whole idea was vaccination and control, make money, vaccination and control. So uh, I would say that this pandemic was, created for the vaccine, not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes it doesn't make sense that a disease that is 99% survivable, a disease that has that has a treatment, that it has appropriate, adequate treatment and prevention, and they're just allowing people to die. We've never had that happen in medicine, and I've been a physician for close, about close to 30 years. It's never been a situation. And then, and, all of a, and, and then, and then, all of a sudden, Doctor, Doctor Emmanuel, all of a sudden, they have a cure for it. They don't have a cure for it. They don't have a cure for the common cold. They don't have a cure for the common flu. How is it all of a sudden that they have a cure for? Not a COVID? cure, a vaccine. Right. How is it that they have a vaccine for it? They don't have a vaccine for 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 the flu or for a common cold. They're tricking people to take I, these vaccines. They're injecting these. They're injecting this this vaccine. This they're inject, in, infecting, injecting the disease in the people with this vaccine. I, I, I would probably, I would not be too, you know, that would not be too far from it because we've had people that get the vaccine that develop full-blown COVID. And we've had to treat them with the same hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and everything, and they do well. So it doesn't want that. If they are saying that this vaccine is just a spike protein, it's not a virus, 
how come when people get full-blown COVID and they are positive for COVID, and when we treat them with the same regimen we treat COVID patients with, they get better? There's something really sinister going on. And, you know, they've never met a, a, messenger, a messenger RNA virus, a vaccine. I don't even think it's a vaccine. I just call it a genetic, some experiment in gene therapy. Yes, what I'm saying? So for me, we as physicians, we are, I, tell, I say this over and over, we are actually trained to alleviate pain. When it's not every disease that you treat. It's not every disease that you necessarily have to treat. But at least you alleviate pain and suffering. When you get COVID, you get respiratory problems. When you get COVID, you get achy and you get uh, inflammation. When you, train, you get COVID, you get blood clotting. You get sometimes diarrhea, dehydration. We know how to treat inflammation. We know how to treat dehydration. We know how to treat respiratory problems. We know how to treat blood clots. You know, some. But in this situation, they tell people don't treat, don't treat any of these symptoms. Don't alleviate pain. Don't even alleviate the fear. Just send the people home to come back when they can breathe. And the, the fear is paralyzing. So they are sending you home with a disease where you hear hundreds of thousands of people have died. And you, there are people that go home just knowing they're going to die. We have patients walk into our clinic that have, have diabetes and they get this disease and they just know that they're going to die. And they come in, they are terrified. And when they, in fact, when people walk into our clinic, they don't believe that we treat COVID because we're not, wear, we're not dressed as if we're going to outer space. Most of my staff, they have a mask on, that's it. They're not having like suits and all that good stuff because we're all on hydroxychloroquine and taking our vitamins. And we, I've been on this since April and I see COVID all the time, I've not gotten sick. When people come to our church, we put them on hydroxychloroquine for prophylaxis. When we read, when I read what uh, they did, they wrote in 2005 about hydroxychloroquine under Anthony Fauci. It was the NIH that did this study. It's, hydroxychloroquine stops viral uptake. It stops viral replication. It, it's, a, it's an ion of four. It opens the zinc channel and allows zinc into the cell that kills the virus. So basically it makes sense if it's gonna stop viral uptake and viral replication, it makes steps. It makes sense to use it as prophylaxis or to use it in early treatment. It does not make sense for you to wait until the person is almost dead. Then they started doing all these fake studies. They did a one in VA where they gave people the hydroxychloroquine when they were almost dead and they died anyway. Mm. They did one with the Lancet, which was totally fake, just fake data. Some guy sitting in the mother's basement just gathered a bunch of names or whatever data and just gave it in and they published it. And then when, when doctors went to go investigate it, they, they did not hold water. They realized it was fake. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it became an issue of, so this is when I started thinking, I said, what is going on? How come we have people all over the world that are doing this thing? How are they meeting? How are they transmitting don't treat patients? How are they transmitting to governments in different countries don't treat patients? How are they transmitting to the pharmacies in some small town that don't fill the prescription? Or how are they transmitting to some doctor in some ER that will say don't treat patients? You know what I'm saying? So the whole, the people that were doing this were so diverse, so scattered, so worldwide, that I knew that there must be some worldwide cabal or some strange people that are in all over the world that are doing this. Because why would you sit down as a physician in some country, like maybe in Pakistan or some physician in, 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 uh, in Ducks and Kickers, 
that there's always a young doctor that hears what we are saying and wants to treat patients. And there's always some director in the hospital, some director in the health department that say, no, don't treat them, ban hydroxychloroquine and the law. There's some always some law trying to enforce it. You know what I'm saying? So who are these people? Who are they? Who it's, are the pharmacists that don't want this? It's a wicked and perverse country and time that we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of wicked and perverse people, right? Uh, I do really think that there's a, there's, there's a strange seed in the land. There's, I think there's a Luciferian seed in the land. There is, a, what we'll call it, a, a Nephilim seed in the land. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to, that's why I say that. This stuff is a spiritual battle. Yes. I, I was telling people way back that this is a spiritual battle. It has nothing to do with war, not against, against flesh and blood, but against yes. spirit and spiritual battle. And I started remembering a few things that the Lord had showed me way back in 2011, when God told me to move to Texas. And in 2011, we had we did a 100-day prayer program. I've always I've prayed for this nation. I've prayed for revival for years, for years and years and years. We did a 100-day program, locked ourselves up in a compound in 100, for 100 days. We did not come out of there. We're just praying around the clock, seeking God. On day 99, I had this weird dream. These people came into this my compound in the dream. And when they came in, I started beating them up. If you've been praying and fasting for 100 days, you're strong spiritually. So I was just beating or picking them, like picking them up with my hand and using them as a cane to beat other ones, beating them for like 20 minutes. And at some point they said, stop, you cannot kill us. We are genetically modified human beings. There are a lot of us around. We're everywhere. It's not our time yet. When our time will come, we will manifest. And something else that told me that they showed me some, told me somebody in the physical, that's one of them. And I actually not started realizing that lady, how weird she was, and some of the things that she had been doing made sense. So, and from that time in 2011, I have discerned these people in everywhere I've gone in the Caribbean, in Europe, in Africa, wherever. They are over. They're all over the place. I've discerned these creatures. I don't know whether they are people, but I've discerned these creatures. So I went back to the Bible. Like we talk about it in Genesis 6, when the sons of God, which were angels, left their estate, they came down and slept with the daughters of men and produced Nephilim, produced this strange seed. The Bible says in Genesis 6 that there there were giants in the earth in those days. And afterwards, when these creatures came and produced these giants and they were men of renown, God drowned these giants, but the genetic material remained and the spiritual material remained because they were giants in the earth in those days and afterwards. And then we look at a situation, the Bible says in, the, in, Genesis, that, in Genesis 6 that the, the top of man was evil continuously, the all flesh had corrupted its way before the Lord. There was violence in the land. Whenever this evil seed is around, there is violence. These people are bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty, diabolic, Luciferian creatures. Very bloodthirsty. There's violence. There's people that, you know, abuse of children. There's killing. There's street violence. There's just, there's just a lot of killing. And most of this killing is just blood sacrifice. So when I started looking at this, and then in the, you go further in Genesis, in, in, in God destroyed the world at that time. You go further in Genesis, these creatures now, 
they replicate and this degenerative material keeps on and then it gets into Sodom. And God had to come and destroy Sodom. In fact, when you read in the book of Jude 7, Jude 7 talks about that the angels, Jude 6 and 7, the angels that left their first estate, that God has chained them, give, told in that they've been banned from sleeping with human beings anymore, they're chained. But they said, but like Sodom in a like manner, they went after strange flesh. What is strange flesh? The answer said they went after strange flesh, they committed fornication, and they went after strange flesh, and God destroyed them. You know what I'm saying? So there was something going on right there. And then you go through the you, you go through the Bible, you see where David fought giants, Abraham fought giants, Joshua fought giants, the Anakims and the Raphaim. You know they fought giants all through. Then now we now come into the New Testament. And in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, the Lord talks about the end times, that in the end times, it's going to be like in the days of Noah. People will be eating, drinking, marrying, and giving to marriage. Do you know what I'm saying? What was typical in the days of Noah? There was a Nephilim seed in the land. The difference between that and now is that in those days, the Nephilim seeds were like 30-foot giants. Oh, yeah, they but were today, huge. They were huge. Today, they look like... You can identify them. You can tell them from miles away. Today, you can't tell who they are. Today, they look like you and I. That yes. Nephilim DNA comes down in many bloodlines. So these Luciferian bloodlines, these Illuminati bloodlines, are people that come from this Nephilim bloodline. And they are still doing the same thing. They are still diabolic creatures that are bloodthirsty. They, are, they still want to kill children, sacrifice them to Molech, and you know something. They still want to sacrifice to Baal and Ashtoreth. They are still the same diabolic creatures. And you know, and if you read in the book of Daniel, chapter two, there was a situation of God showed Nebuchadnezzar this image, head of gold, and then brass, gold, silver, brass, and then the feet that was important. The feet was of iron and clay. And the Bible says in Daniel 2, 42 and 43, that as iron mixed with clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of man. They shall mingle themselves. So there's a mingled seed. There's a seed of man that is mingled with a demonic seed. You understand? So they shall mingle. And when they mingle, you're not going to be, when they say mingle, that means you're not going to be able to tell the difference between the two. The Bible actually talk about that uh, 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 that uh, a farmer a farmer sowed seed in the land, and then while men slept, there was a the tares were sown among the seed, and God the, the, the disciples asked the Lord Jesus, "Should we uproot the tares?" He said, "No, let them grow together. At the end of time, the angels are going to uproot them." You know what I'm saying? And so this this is all over the Bible. So when the, usually when God gives me a, something in a dream or revelation, I go to scripture to start looking to find out, okay, Lord, where is it in scripture? And he picking me to the scriptures that defend what he's saying because you can get a vision or whatever. If it does not, it's not backed by scripture, then that's not from God. Then, so it's been so crazy. And then the church is sleeping. The Bible said in the book of, of, of uh, Luke 10, 19, that we shall tread upon serpents and scorpions and all the works of darkness and nothing will hurt us. Only the church can fight this battle. In Luke 10, 18, the Lord Jesus said, I saw 
Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then in Luke 10, 19, he said, we've been given power to tread upon them. You know what I'm saying? So we are the people that should tread upon these Luciferian creatures, bind them, render them powerless, take over our cities and kick out these strong men and these satanic um, powers in our, in, in our cities. So, and of course, if I, you see in the book, in, in, in the book of um, Ephesians 6, it's, we wrestle against principalities. That's right. Powers. Powers of darkness, yeah. Rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual wickedness in high places, these are the angels that are even, they don't even take, they don't even take order from Satan himself. These are, they are like ruthless angels. They are just ruthless fallen angels. This is spiritual wickedness in high places. Remember when Daniel prayed and God answered day one, and there was a prince over Persia that had the ability to arrest the angel of God and keep him there. Until it's Daniel's prayer and fasting for 21 days that released Angel Michael, the prince of, of, of Israel, to go and fight these people, these, these, these creatures. And then the angel was released to come to Daniel. So when people say that, well, the devil is weak, the devil is weak. When this angel came to Daniel, Daniel passed out. Just the presence of angel Gabriel, Daniel passed out and was sick for several days. And the, there was a prince over Persia that had the power to restrain this angel. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So God has given us authority. Why? God gave us the earth. God told Adam, go multiply, dominate. The, God, the earth was given to the sons of men. The earth was not given to Nephilims. The earth was not given to clones, Aites, you know, Luciferians. The earth was not given to them. It was given to the sons of man. But now these diabolic creatures have teamed with rulers of darkness of this world to rule the whole nations. In every government, in every seat of government, in every country, you have these rulers of darkness of this world. Those are human beings that are working with principalities and powers to bring chaos, to destroy their people, to bring sickness and war, to bring terror and disease, to make money, to kill, to, 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 to kill, to, to sex trafficking babies and abortion. And how can a government possibly be sitting down and sending money all over the world for abortion? How do you do that? I remember one day I'm watching Chuck Schumer totally screaming at the Supreme Court because they are looking at a case saying before a woman commits abortion, they should play her a video, show her, they should do an ultrasound and show her the heartbeat of her child. Schumer was standing there screaming at the Supreme Court for that. Can, how can he be human? These Nephilim, they look like you and I and they are in leadership position. Why I say there's an evil city in the land is that the way this thing has been arranged it's too much. It, the coordination is too much for it to be real. Who, did they go and bribe the pharmacist in a local pharmacy in some town that's refusing to fill your prescription? Did they bribe the person that's attacking me online that don't know me from Adam? Do you know what I'm saying? How come Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and CNN, and NBC, and and, and then diabolic powers in all states, all countries, and newscasters in different nations, and and presidents in different nations. And look at the president of Tanzania, the one of the few that stood against this globalist. They killed him. Yeah, yeah. 
They killed him. They, yeah. they, they, they definitely killed him. He was, I mean, he, he was doing a lot of great work. He was doing a yes, lot of work. I, the I first he, president he that spoke out. Yeah, he was the first president that spoke out against this stuff, and you know, he was against it. You know, he stood mm-hmm. firm against the COVID and the and the. You know, think all- about just think about this. They are allowing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people to die. They are locking up our schools, destroying our businesses, putting masks on our children, scaring the living daylight out of them. Children are committing suicide. People are committing suicide. Do you understand what I'm saying? People are dying from other diseases because they will not go to the hospital. I ask people all the time, what happened to the flu? Do you realize that there was no flu this past year? Everything was COVID. People did not die from heart attack anymore. People did not die from other diseases. Everything was COVID. They inflated the numbers. They scared people. They put it out there. They screamed and carried on and on and on. CNN had countdowns and everything. Why? To terrify people. Why? When you get terrified enough, you would accept a genetic material, a gene therapy or vaccine. Mm -hmm. That's it. And that's what's happening to humanity. That's it. And, and, And it's unfortunate, Dr. Emmanuel, because the only communities that are greatly targeted are the so-called black communities and and the Latinos, right? First, you know, in the black community, they are not hearing us. First and foremost, they are going to the black communities. They are in, injecting these vaccines in the black communities, right? And mm-hmm. in the Latino communities, I've and seen in the, a lot even of in the Jewish. Community. Let me tell you something. In Israel right now, they're injecting the Jews, the original Jews, and part of this diabolic cabal is the Ashkenazi Jews that have been in rulership. These are not even originally Jews. I know, they've been in rulership for far too long. Yes, and they are trying to kill off the original Jews. They are Right now in Israel, you cannot go shopping without a vaccine passport. I hear Biden wants to introduce it in America. It's going to be war. It's not going to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now, so just look at the situation. What do we do as humanity? Number one, we need to speak fighting each other. This fight is not between black, white, or female and male or Hispanic and it's just that their their whole theme, the whole theme of the devil is to set confusion, divide and conquer. And as long as we stay fighting each other, instead of fighting the common enemy, which is this global cabal working with the Luciferians, working with, with the devil, as long as we stay fighting with each other, they continue to win over humanity. Humanity has to stop and say, you know what? We, God gave us this earth. We have authority over the earth, not you guys. And we need to fight and kick them out. Christians have to wake up. The church has to wake up and take authority over their environment. 